Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from May 19th until May 26th, where over the next week, we are going to have Saturn station retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius. And we are also approaching the first eclipse of the year as we're going to have the total lunar eclipse at 5 degrees of Sagittarius on May 26th. So we will be talking about the main astrology energies of the next week and go into some of the themes here because we have some very strong themes as we move into Gemini season. Now for those who are new to this podcast, welcome. And for those of you who listen regularly, thank you and welcome back. I focus on Western tropical astrology. And I discuss it through the lens of energetics, intuition, and spirituality. There are many ways that we can understand astrology. In fact, there's many, many excellent astrologers in our world. It's a very exciting time, in fact, to be in this world of astrology as more people are interested and really gravitating towards this ancient knowledge. In this podcast, we talk about the energetics, the overall themes. I share with you some visuals I receive, intuitive messages that I hope support you and resonate with where you're at on your journey. And we discuss it in terms of how you can also own your energy, be more aware of where you're at on your journey, what matters to you, and how to be more conscious in terms of your actions and your choices. I have been studying and practicing astrology for over 30 years now. I'm in my mid-40s. I know that I sound younger than that, um, but I love this. This is a passion of mine, obviously, that's become a profession, and I'm so grateful that so many of us can discuss these energies together as we go about this often wild ride. So over the next week, we're going to have the sun enter Gemini. And this happens on May 20th at 3.36 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And the sun transitions from Taurus into Gemini. And this energy gets us moving, gets things flowing, gets us talking and thinking and expressing more of who we are. So the Taurus energy is the first earth sign and it is a fixed sign that seeks stability and reliability that works with the physical world, what is known, what is certain, what we can count on. And then as the energy transitions into Gemini, there is more movement. Now, Gemini is the first air sign, a mutable sign, and it's about options and choices. And with Gemini, it is associated with our first learning experiences at school or even when we are younger. Uh, the astrology progression of energy is a developmental progression as well. And so when you start with Aries, which is the newborn baby who now exists, who has been birthed into existence, the Aries energy is about determining that sense of self. Well, who am I? Then that Taurus energy grows into a toddler or a 
young child who is more aware of the physical world, who says, these are my toys. This is what I want. This is what matters to me. And so that Taurus energy is the existence in the physical world. Then as we move into Gemini season, it's when that young toddler, that young child starts talking and communicating first words. What are they thinking? How are they thinking? How do they take in information? So the Gemini energy is a focus on our mental faculties, how we communicate, and in fact, it can go into the unconscious parts of ourselves that we've never really examined before, meaning there can be parts of us that come up in Gemini season that we've never questioned, where we've thought, oh, I've just always said those words, I've always thought that way, I've always perceived situations through this lens. It can be rooted in your early childhood experiences where you were first learning to communicate, to speak, uh, but also your first experiences of school. So this Gemini energy is interesting because it really focuses on what we find important about the mind And of course, the brain is important. The importance of thought, of taking in information, of what you see in your immediate environment and how that forms your experiences, how that forms your perceptions. The other thing about Gemini is that it's an energy that we're taught to emphasize and use throughout our whole life. And I want to make this point because it's one of the themes of this next week and actually going into most of June is that we have a heavy reliance on our brains as we should, right? As we need it to get through our daily lives and of course to do everything in our life. And we're taught at a young age and let's say you're four, you're five, you're six, the importance of learning, the importance of taking in new information. And then when you do well, when you spell correctly, when you write well, uh, when you do well on a test, you are rewarded or you get that gold star or that smiley face. You get instant feedback on how well you're thinking, learning, speaking. These are all Gemini domains. And then throughout our life, that energy is further emphasized and further valued and rewarded or If it's not rewarded, it can be internalized as, oh, I'm not a good reader. I'm not a good writer. I learn differently. Uh, There's, of course, many different ways that the brain operates. And this is shown through dyslexia, uh, through other what we would call learning disorders, but really they're just learning differences where the mind takes in information differently. Uh, It's not a disorder. Astrologically, it can show up through the Mercury energies, through the third house. I can show up in a few different areas of a chart if there is a different way that that individual's mind operates. And so throughout our lives, we are told, taught, and participate in what it means to have a good mind, right? What it means to learn, to study, to accumulate knowledge. There's a heavy focus on this. We are conditioned and rewarded for what we do mentally, for our capacity to communicate well. And yet, at what expense? Because we're much more than our minds. We're much more than 
rational thought, linear thought. We are many colors of the rainbow, if you will. We have many different ways of perceiving, speaking, expressing ourselves. We have many different ways of working with all of our energy. And so what can happen is that, especially right now, when we have three planets in Gemini, the sun in Gemini, Mercury, Venus, plus the North Node, there is a heavy focus on how we speak and share, the words we use, what we are perceiving and taking in, how we are communicating with responsibility. But the other energy that's very strong right now is this Pisces energy with both Jupiter and Pisces and Neptune and Pisces, which is the intuition which is what you are feeling and sensing that maybe you don't have words for or you're not sure how to communicate it, but it's accurate, it's true for you, it's coming through as a strong message. And so when we go back to our early childhood conditioning where there was a lot of focus on the brain, we were also taught unconsciously and unknowingly to not focus on our intuition or our feelings as much. Of course, I'm generalizing and this might be very different for you, but I'm looking at it in terms of a typical schooling, education, you know, the focus that we're taught in classrooms. And so there is less of a focus on intuition, on any of your spiritual abilities. But over the next number of weeks, There are opportunities here to work with them together where, yes, the mental energy is very strong with these planets in Gemini, including the North Node in Gemini, but there's strength in the Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces energies that are directly challenging the Gemini planets. This means that we have opportunities here to look at where we've been overthinking, over-processing, too much in the mind. Maybe there's mental stress, there's a heaviness, or even if there isn't that energy, there could be an autopilot that we're on because we've been on this autopilot most of our life. Well, now these Pisces energy energies are knocking at the door and they're coming in and they're saying to go higher, go wider, open up, What are you feeling? What are you sensing? Get out of the mind. Get out of the details and the minutia. Get out of the logic. What are you feeling? What's coming up for you? And I feel like what this can help do is to step back or step away from where we find ourselves spinning or circling in something, uh, even trying to bring something together, right? You need to bring all the details together for a project or you're planning a trip uh, this summer. And of course, you've got to make sure you've got the airlines figured out, the car rental, the logistics, the details, all of that is important. But this energy from the planets in Pisces is going to potentially take you away from knowing all the details or having all the specifics. Now, when we have a square from energies in Pisces, especially to Gemini, there can be confusion. Things can be blurry and uncertain where you want to make sure you're not missing a detail. 
or you want to make sure that if something's important, you double check it, you triple check it, uh, you make sure that whatever you said, the other person heard correctly because that Pisces energy will diffuse it and someone could say something and then they misspoke or they misheard what you said. So there are communication mishaps that are highly possible with this energy in terms of the day-to-day. So it's a bit like make sure you really read an email before you send it or make sure you're really clear on your main points that you want to get across uh, if you're doing a presentation or you're on a Zoom call. Uh, Anything that can help with clarity is going to have to be strongly emphasized, almost like you have to say it twice. That's what this energy feels like because of how the Neptune in Pisces and Jupiter in Pisces are squaring the Gemini planets over the next week and it's going to take away some of the details or take away some of the facts. Like for example, you go to a restaurant and you know, you're ordering nachos and you're like, I'd like a side of guacamole. Actually, I want extra guacamole, please. And then they bring your order and there's no guacamole And the server's like, oh, I thought you said you didn't want guacamole. It's like those kinds of mishaps where you think you're being really clear, but on the other side, it's not computing. It's not landing. Vice versa. Someone could say something to you and you can mishear it or miss some of the details. So there's specifics to be aware of here in terms of verify the specifics. Make sure and check the details twice. Um, If you have to give important information, give the information twice and allow people to sit with it and come back and ask questions because there is going to be a need to potentially clarify or to gather more information. Now, the North Node in Gemini is supporting us in being better communicators. And that's one way to approach this Gemini season is that we have the opportunity to be better at how we say something, how we come across, how we speak, how we write, how we express ourselves. There's also an opportunity here to stay curious. We don't know all the answers. We don't have it all figured out. And the more that we can stay mentally open, especially if you've made any unconscious assumptions or if you've been holding expectations about yourself or a situation or someone else, there could be an opportunity here to have a conversation where you gather more information and you ask questions. This is a very big theme during Gemini season is to keep a conversation going or to keep the flow of information happening because you could have a sense that things need to be talked through or talked out on an ongoing basis. Now we are in the shadow zone here for Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde begins May 29th and Mercury will station retrograde at 24 degrees of Gemini. Now, what's interesting here is that this Mercury is basically going to be squaring Neptune in Pisces for, I'm going to call it a number of weeks. And that's because of how this Mercury is hanging out at 24 degrees of Gemini and Neptune and Pisces goes to 22 and then 23 degrees, and they're only within a few degrees of each other for the first half of June, 
and then Mercury stations direct at 16 degrees of Gemini and then approaches another square to Neptune into the beginning of July. So the energy is very tight. It loosens up a bit and then it's tight again. And what I mean by that is over the next number of weeks, and let's just call it into early July, communications are going to be even more important. But the interesting energy I'm feeling here is that what we're trusting And this is what I'm feeling. We're trusting a part of ourselves that's rising up to speak our truth. And this energy of Neptune and Pisces, I feel like it's overriding that Mercury and Gemini, which is the focus on how do I say this right? What do I need to express? What's the best word? How do I present this information? And it's it's very heavily focused on the mind which is fabulous. But this Neptune and Pisces square, I feel like this is a resurgence of your intuitive knowingness that's going to be strong. And there's going to be opportunities over the next week to trust what you need to say, even if you didn't plan it. Even if it's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that would come through, or I didn't realize I needed to say that, or that I needed to write that or express that. There's an energy rising up here where this Neptune and Pisces is very dominant in terms of getting out of our heads, getting out of the mental spinning. Uh, This could be saying more than you realized you had to say. This could be a rising up of energies that have been suppressed or that you've shut down. They're also showing me the visual of a compartmentalized brain where, okay, in this section of the brain, I have these thoughts or I have these parts of my life or I have this stuff over here in this part of my brain. And this Neptune in Pisces comes through And is going to wash away the compartmentalization, which honestly could make it hard to focus at times. It could be tricky to do some things that maybe you've always done or you've relied upon doing. This energy, again, can bring in that fogginess, even the mental fatigue where maybe you just feel tired or you you don't want to do anything long term. This is short-term energy, meaning, okay, I'm going to focus on something for one hour, and then I need a break. Or I can do a project for a few days, and then I need change. There's a lot of change here, a lot of flow, a lot of variety, needing movement, uh, feeling restless, feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't sit at this computer for too long. I need to go for a short walk. I need to take a nap. I need to meditate. I need to go do errands or I need to go to somebody else's office for a minute. It's like there's this energy that isn't very settled. And I feel like part of what is rising up is more of this intuitive knowingness that you've always had, you've always traveled with. Maybe it's been suppressed or held back. Maybe you hit it in a section of your brain that you didn't really think you would need to access, but this energy is coming through to release us from the overthinking and the over-reliance on the mind. Now, this energy is also happening with the upcoming eclipses. Both eclipses have strong squares between Gemini and Pisces energies. So this is an ongoing theme. 
Now, specifically over the next week, what we're going to see is on May 21st, the sun will be in Gemini and it's going to square Jupiter and Pisces at one degree. And this is an energy of release. Whenever there's a square from Jupiter, it can be over the top and big. Um, something can come through in a big way, like you could really feel you have a lot to say. There could also be just this surge of energy. Then on May 22nd, Mercury in Gemini has an exact square to Neptune and Pisces at 22 degrees. But again, this is a square that's going to be ongoing into June. So we have a clear theme here that you could feel even a push-pull between your mind and your intuition. Just to put it in very simple terms, this energy is strong and it's going to go back and forth, honestly, because the Gemini energy is strong, but so is the Pisces energy. Both of these are astrological signs of duality. So Gemini is the duality between the right brain and the left brain, so to speak, and how we bring two halves together to create a whole. Pisces is the duality between human energetics and spiritual energetics and what it means to be a spiritual being in a human body, how we work with spirit, how we trust that we are more than just this body. The Pisces energy has a very strong connection to God, source, spirit, the universe, whatever you call it, and has a very strong energetics around spiritual will. What is the bigger picture energy? What's more important for the long term as well as how are you growing spiritually? So we're really in this interesting energy of growth, of choices, of duality, and how we can integrate all these parts of ourselves knowing that we are all of these energies. We are all of these expressions and we don't have to limit ourselves. What's interesting is that oftentimes our minds want us to make a choice, but spirit, that Pisces energy already knows and is giving you intuitive messages or is asking you to trust something you can't see or to trust what you're feeling. It's saying that the solution can be out of your mind, out of what you're trying to see, out of or beyond the details that you already know, the next step or the direction or what is correct for you may not be something that the mind can see right now. And this can be a very interesting dance back and forth between our Gemini energies and the Pisces energies. And the Pisces energies want us to surrender and trust what we can't see just yet. And when we do that, we're trusting that there's already a solution. And just a really quick story to share with you about this. Uh, Gemini is travel and logistics and cars and uh, transportation, you know, how we go about our day and our everyday environment. And a friend of mine has been sharing her vehicle with her mom. Uh, they sold another car and it just was easier for them to share a vehicle. And they were making some travel plans, but it became quite stressful because they were trying to figure out 
the vehicle situation, the logistics. And so my friend was telling me this and that she was really stressed out because she had commitments and she couldn't afford to rent a car. And all of a sudden it just popped into my mind. I told her, well, I have access to a second vehicle. You can use my vehicle. Your mom can use the car that you share, which is what she's more comfortable driving. You don't have to pay hundreds of dollars for another rental car right now. And this is solved. It's like there was a solution waiting right here that appeared out of the blue. And it was outside of her planning where she didn't realize there was another solution already waiting for her. And I felt like this is such an awesome example of how this Pisces energy can help us solve things that, again, are weighing on the mind, where we're really focused on the details and the specifics. And when that gets too burdensome, it's like release, surrender, let it go, give it up to spirit, give it up to God, and ask for the most perfect solution, the most perfect next step, and it can very well appear. And that's what happened in this situation. Where simply by talking about it and telling me what was going on, there was something waiting for her that solved the problem. And it's a super cute sports car. And she deserves to have some fun and drive a super cute sports car. I was so delighted to see this solution come through for her because of how much it was weighing on her mind. But that's one way to stay open to this Pisces energy is to say, this is solved. This is figured out. If I can't get all the details straight in my head, spirit's got it. Spirit knows what's going on. I will trust that the next best step will show up. Whatever I need will come through. And whatever is the best option will be very clear. And these are the types of things you can say to yourself uh, just to be aware that there are unlimited solutions that our minds can't always see. And when we're too locked into something, again, when we're in that compartmentalization in the brain and we're trying to figure it out and we're feeling stuck, you might be guided to go into your intuition. Now, what does that look like? Well, that means you could feel the need to talk to a friend and tell them, what you're stressed out about, or you could have that desire to do something differently or to even be inspired to go somewhere, like going to a different store or going to a different place. And it can get you out of your own mind, but it might open you up to something, a new possibility, a new conversation, a new solution. So the energy this week is how do we get out of our own brains and really work with a bigger picture here? Because if something's meant to happen or come together for you, it absolutely will. And this is one of the benefits of this Jupiter in Pisces is that the resources show up, the opportunities, the next steps, it can all come through with ease. It can happen in divine timing. It can happen in ways that remind you you're supported and you don't have to figure it all out, but we have to have that willingness ourselves. And this is going to be a strong theme through eclipse season. So before I talk about the May 26th eclipse, I do want to touch on this Saturn stationing retrograde 
at 13 degrees of Aquarius. That is on May 23rd. And Saturn will retrograde back to about 7 degrees of Aquarius until October 10th. So between 13 and 7 degrees of Aquarius is where this Saturn retrograde period is covering. And it's going back to where it was in mid-February of 2021. And so if something was happening in your world in mid-February, the Saturn energy is going back to that place to give you some new guidance. Uh, There's energy here around responsibilities. Saturn's about our commitments. Saturn's about what we need to choose or decide. The Saturn energy is always connected with how we show up in the real world. So this is a review period. That means it's also going to be reviewing themes and energies from mid-February until now in May. So if there's anything that you want more time to work on or that you're working through, the Saturn energies can support that. Now Saturn in Aquarius is also revealing to us the Aquarian themes of other people, our life direction, friendships, networks, the people we know, the people uh, we connect with. This is the energy too of being clearer on what you're doing and building for yourself going forward. And are you connected to the right people for that support? This is where you could realize that you want something new and different. And how are you going to trust that in yourself or go about that for yourself? when you maybe have connections to others or obligations, commitments, etc. The Saturn in Aquarius is helping us examine soul contracts. And if those soul contracts are still supportive or if they are outdated and expiring. And those soul contracts, I'm getting the image of um, groups like community groups, um, spiritual groups, people that you're connected to, or even that your family has been connected to for a long period of time. And it feels like the energy is dispersing. Like there's these separations that are happening and maybe they're not even spoken. Maybe you're just feeling it energetically. But I'm feeling like this Saturn in Aquarius, especially when it's retrograde, is going to reveal where there's no longer an energetic connection for you to some people, something, maybe it's a group, a network. Um, This could be anything where there are gatherings of people who all identify together, sort of like sororities, fraternities. Um, Maybe there are parts of your life that you're no longer interested in participating or contributing to that group. Um, If you're a group person, if you're a tribal person, not everybody is. And in fact, this is something that human design reveals. If you're familiar with your human design chart is what kind of energy channels you run that are familiar for you. And it could be that you are very much an individual and you're not interested in groups anyways. And that isn't something that you gravitate towards or you don't put your energy towards. In which case, the Saturn in Aquarius is bringing us clarity. And I'm seeing it as literal crystal clear clarity around what matters to you in this lifetime, where you're at in your growth, 
where the next area of growth has an excitement to it. That's also Aquarius energy. It's like you get that energy of you're really driven. You want to go somewhere. You're ready for something different and something new to break out of the mold, to break out of where you've been or what you thought was true for you. There could be an energy here where you're realizing that you're no longer enjoying something. You're not excited by it. You're not inspired by it. There there just could be this sense of, You've been on that ride. You've already done that ride and now you're ready for the next ride, the next adventure. And the Saturn energy is very serious. You know, it's asking us to stay aware of our time on the planet, the time we have every day, week, month, and year, and how that creates our life. So Saturn in Aquarius can give you an overview of your life commitments where you have placed importance in certain areas of your life. Is that changing? Does that look different for you now? And if so, you're going to have some opportunities here to make new choices and determine what is best for you next. And so again, the Saturn retrograde lasts until October 10th and it travels back It actually goes back to 6 degrees, 53 minutes of Aquarius. Now, May 26, we have that Sagittarius full moon total lunar eclipse. And I did a separate podcast episode for you on these energies because they are so significant and big. So I'm not going to repeat myself too much, but I do want to touch on it, of course, because this is happening on May 26. And it is a big energy of release, of understanding what is no longer true for you, what is no longer part of your personal belief system, what no longer resonates, what you no longer want. Uh, This energy has a lot of change associated with it because in this eclipse chart, we have many planets in mutable signs, six planets in mutable signs, plus the north node and the south node, immutable signs. Mutable signs are all about choices, possibilities, adapting, deciding one direction, figuring out what is true for you now. So we're moving through a very big cycle of making new choices that are in alignment with what you want and what is important to you now. It feels like this eclipse, because it's about a release and surrender and a letting go of what is no longer energetically correct for you. It's almost like we're getting this push from the universe to choose the unknown, to follow something new or different, to trust ourselves and to go higher into a new potential of creation. It feels quite quantum, like when we're really trusting that we can create and have exactly what we want, what we desire, what we need, what is true for us, then the universe kind of gets to work and says, okay, we can do that. We can bring all this together. We can have things open up. We can bring together these solutions, these people, these choices. And I feel like what we're being pushed to do is to trust that unknown and to become more aware of how well we trust. So for example, on a scale from zero to 10, 
how do you rate your ability to trust, to trust yourself, trust life, trust your intuition, trust what feels true to you. And this could all be a very interesting exercise where you might realize, okay, in some areas of my life, my trust level is at a two, whereas other areas, it's a solid nine or a solid 10. And this could be a good checking in exercise because there's a lot of new energies that are opening up and it's always a choice to stay in a comfort zone or to stay where you feel a sense of safety. But when you travel with safety inside of you, meaning when you have that stability within yourself that says, whatever may happen, whatever comes next, I will figure it out. I will be supported. I will have what I need show up. I believe that spirit is always with me. I believe that spirit is always supporting me. And I believe I'm safe, supported, and loved no matter where I go, no matter what I choose. And that's part of owning our power because then we are powerfully claiming that support and that energy in ourselves, in our lives. And we're also declaring to spirit, to the universe, that this is who you are. And then the like energy shows up. Of course, that's the basics of law of attraction. Now, the other thing that's interesting here is that if you are not trusting yourself, if you are not trusting what you need to say or what you're thinking, if you aren't trusting parts of yourself, that is also in your energy field. And chances are, It's being reflected back to you through other people who mirror maybe some of that lack of trust. It's sort of like if you are showing up in a circle of friends or let's say acquaintances and you're not being fully honest about who you are or what you like or what matters to you then chances are those friendships reflect that energy back to you and those individuals are also not being fully themselves or fully honest in who they are. And this is how the energetics work. So it's almost like there can be this realization that if you're not in your truth, if you're not trusting yourself, then you are connecting and energetically attracting those kinds of people in your life. Meaning if you're not trusting yourself, you might have people around you who are not trustworthy. Whereas the more you step in to your truth and in trusting yourself, the more other people energetically can feel that or will do the same and or you'll attract in new trustworthy people or you'll bring in new people who also speak their truth. It's always about the energetics and these can be subtle subtle things that we don't quite see at first or we don't connect the dots. But it's kind of that understanding of if I'm not speaking my truth, am I surrounded or connecting with others who I don't trust with my truth? This is another energetic dynamic over the next week and into June. Do you have people in your life that you trust with your truth? Whatever that might be. And that can be a grand truth or a daily truth, whatever. There's many layers of it. But this is an important question because if you don't feel or sense 
that you can trust others with your truth, that could be part of the stress or the worry or what's shut down. And we could go even deeper and say, has this been shut down your whole life? And I'm going to do a full circle moment here and go back to that early childhood experience when we're first learning how to speak, how to spell, how to write, and we're really focused on our minds and we shut down our intuition or we learn that some parts of ourselves are more valuable than other parts of ourselves. So we're either in a place of I need to do my schoolwork because that's more important than my spiritual work. And what I'm saying is that we've been conditioned throughout our lives to rely heavily on our minds. We haven't been conditioned to trust ourselves or to rely on our intuition, that it can be unconsciously shut down. And we have opportunities now to open that back up and to really step into those parts of ourselves that maybe have been shut down your whole life or maybe have been shut down unconsciously for years or simply because of the people you're around. But this is a time to open that back up and we're going to have opportunities to do so and it could feel a little wobbly, a little scary, a little uncertain at first But I feel like there's going to be this rush of energy that comes in that's really strengthening. Maybe you get good feedback. Maybe you have brand new kinds of conversations with people. Maybe you're really trusting yourself and you're going out on a limb or you're putting something out there at work that's different, uh, that's a new approach or a new way of thinking of something. And then you get positive feedback or you hear that others are on the same page. Like this is where there's an opportunity to be supported and well-received, even if you're thinking of worst case scenarios or, you know, as we do, right? We think about the worst that could happen. That's part of our desire to stay safe. Um, to not be ostracized, to not be kicked out or abandoned or rejected. But this energy is saying that it's a really good time to trust yourself more because it can positively impact not only yourself and your sense of self, but also infuse and support those around you. These are big themes and we will keep talking about it in the Wednesday episodes here. Because we're moving through this energy of what it means to trust what you need to say, to have it come up or come out, and it it has this freedom to it. It actually can alleviate something because I'm feeling for some people, it's literally been suppressed your whole life, trusting your intuition, trusting what you feel, trusting what you've shut down or locked away. And this energy with this Pisces influence is asking us to move into more of these gifts and messages that we've always had. So needless to say, it's a big start to Gemini season as we continue this dance between the Gemini and Pisces energies, as we learn to trust more than just our minds, more than just our brains, and we further trust all of our energy and the vastness of ourselves. So on that note, thank you so much for joining me. I did want to do a little follow-up detail here that I have opened up my online 
library of channeled messages. It's called the Galactic Center, and you can join and log in for free. That is where I have the messages that I've shared already, but also some new ones. And some other messages that will be released soon are in the works. Again, it's called the Galactic Center, and you can find it over at mollymccord.online, as well as below this podcast episode. And you can also still sign up for the 2021 Soul Growth Astrology Webinar Program, because in that program, there's six individual webinars that cover all of the astrology, the main astrology of this year. And specifically, there's a video on the Saturn-Uranus squares and what to look for in your own chart. And we have that second square coming up in June. So if you want to check that out, you can find that information below this podcast as well. And if you already have purchased the Soul Growth Astrology webinar, be sure and log back in and check in on that energy in your chart. It also covers the eclipses. So there's individual videos for the eclipses and there's more specifics on Mercury retrograde. So lots more information in there if that would help you understand your own astrology chart better. As always, thank you so much for joining me and I will see you back here every Monday and Wednesday for a new podcast episode. Please be sure and check out my YouTube channel where I have videos for you on individual eclipse energies plus a variety of playlists that cover different astrology topics. Have a beautiful week ahead. I will connect with you next Wednesday, which is the Sagittarius lunar eclipse. And in the meantime, I hope that you are able to further trust yourself, trust what you need to say, and know that you are beautifully supported at this time on your journey. Take good care, and I'll see you back here soon.